Welcome to Copyright Clearance Center's podcast series. I'm Christopher Keneally for Beyond the Book. It's Friday, June 15th, 2018. Our weekly guest on the show is Andrew Albanese, Publishers Weekly senior writer, who joins me today from the magazine's office in Manhattan. Welcome, Andrew. Hey there, Chris. So the American Library Association annual conference is set to begin next week in New Orleans. In the new issue of PW, you have a thorough preview of the show's programming, as well as a coverage of the issues facing librarians. What do you expect to see? in here when you're in the Big Easy. Yeah, that's right. I'm off to New Orleans next week for the ALA Annual Conference, which is always a highlight of the year for me. And in Monday's issue, I have a packed issue, as you say, of uh, a full rundown of the the great speakers in the professional program uh, and a couple of features that I think people will find a little bit fun. Some of the issues facing librarians as they head into this year's annual conference. Chief among them, we've spoken a lot about the political issues facing librarians in our world today, and that ranges from funding challenges to free speech and access to information. There's net neutrality, as well as, you know, what people are reading and listening to these days. And all these things are going to be on display next week in New Orleans. So I expect it's going to be a busy headline generating trip for me. Uh, I'll point out also that librarians have a special relationship with the city of New Orleans because they were the first group to come back after Katrina, after the flood there. And librarians, uh, they're revered in New Orleans. New Orleans have not forgotten that librarians did this for them. So I look forward to everything that's going to happen next week in New Orleans uh, on the stage and off the stage in the streets. Well, as you say, plenty is going to happen. The speaker's program features a generous number of A-listers, highlighted by an opening session with former First Lady and now book author Michelle Obama. Yeah, that's right. You know, none other than Michelle Obama is going to be the featured speaker at the opening session next Thursday. And make no mistake, that is a big deal. She is one of the most popular First Ladies in history, and everyone knows she can sure give a good speech. So, what brings her to ALA? Well, as you mentioned, in November, she's set to publish her memoir, Becoming. Uh, I think Penguin Random House, I think Crown specifically is the imprint that's bringing that out. And while we don't really know anything yet about what she's going to say in the book. They've been pretty tight about keeping a lid on that. In an interview, the former first lady has said that this was a deeply personal experience writing this book and that she's going to reflect on the unbelievable path that her life has taken that, of course, led her to be first lady of the United States. And as if that wasn't enough wattage, just having Michelle Obama on stage, she's actually going to sit down for a Q&A uh, conversation moderated by Librarian of Congress Carla Hayden, who, of course, is a rock star in the library world. And she has, in her short tenure, had a really significant impact on both the Library of Congress and the library community in general. So I'm expecting this to be a really special event for sure. Although I have to say, I do question the wisdom of putting Carla Hayden next to Michelle Obama on stage. Wait a second. So hold on. Michelle Obama and Carla Hayden. What's wrong with that picture? I totally agree. You know, listen, if they were sitting together having an iced tea somewhere, I would love to be a fly on that wall. Or if we were living in normal times, that would be fine, too. But, you know, maybe it's just this hyper politicized world we're in these days that's really getting in my head. But I'm a little worried that putting Carla Hayden next to anyone named Obama on a stage is going to politicize the Librarian of Congress, which, of course, would be very dangerous. So, you know, so far, the, the Librarian of Congress has done remarkable work. I've had the occasion to see Carla Hayden in action on more than a few occasions over the last year. She's been very visible. She's very popular. Um, But let's be honest, some of the lobbyists in the copyright industries, uh, for example, like those we witnessed at this year's BEA, who accused Barack Obama of being an anti-copyright Google pawn, well, they kind of have it out for Carla Hayden. And so do a few members of Congress who you'll also recall 
are still angry that she fired Maria Palante at the Copyright Office, and so much so that they actually passed legislation last year that essentially blocks Hayden from appointing a permanent register of copyrights. I'm sure that's because they think that she too is a Google pawn that's you know in the bag for anti-copyright, which is of course not true and totally irrational. But if there's one thing I think we've learned so far, it's that anything remotely tied to the name Obama tends to draw the ire of President Trump. He tends to want to tear that thing down. And if someone, say one of the three people we saw on stage at Book Expo this year, if they wanted to use this occasion to remind President Trump, after all, they say they have some excellent meetings with the Trump administration, uh, the copyright lobbyists do. Well, if they wanted to use this occasion to remind the president's uh, staff who appointed Carla Hayden, was Barack Obama, well, what then? And if Carla Hayden asked the First Lady a question that leads to an answer that could be perceived as critical of the administration, will that put Carla Hayden in the crosshairs? And if nothing remotely is even political is even brought up, well, isn't that sort of a missed opportunity for the ALA attendees? I mean, I was at the midwinter meeting this year where Sally Yates was the opening speaker. And let me tell you, there's a few things on librarians' mind that are vaguely political. Now, I hope I'm just worried about nothing. I hope this turns out to be nothing. But I have to say, I'm approaching this with a little apprehension about the Trump administration's seemingly irrational reaction to all things Obama and how this joint appearance between the Librarian of Congress and Michelle Obama might in some negative way clap back on this one Obama appointee who so far seems to have escaped the president's attention. When Copyright Clearance and Beyond the Book returns, Andrew Albanese has more on the ALA conference coming to New Orleans and what the outcome could mean for the nation's leading trade association of public librarians. I'm Christopher Keneally with Copyright Clearance Center's Beyond the Book. Publishers Weekly Radio has the very best in book talk directly from New York City, the heart of the book publishing world. I'm Mark Rotella, Senior Editor at Publishers Weekly. And I'm Rose Fox. I'm a Senior Reviews Editor at Publishers Weekly. Join us every Friday for a full hour of exciting author interviews, best-selling books, and expert reports on the nuts and bolts of publishing. Every week, we make sure that you have the inside story of your favorite story. Take a listen at publishersweekly.com slash pwradio. I'm Christopher Keneally for CCC's Beyond the Book. It's Friday, June 15th, 2018, and Andrew Albanese of Publishers Weekly joins me with a review of the week's top stories in books and reading. We heard before the break, Andrew, that former floatist Michelle Obama will help open next week's American Library Association Conference in New Orleans. What else on the schedule are you looking forward to seeing? Yeah, that opening session is, is, a, is a high bar for sure, but this program is really stacked with A-listers throughout, including I'm really looking forward to seeing... Uh, the world-renowned presidential historian and Pulitzer Prize-winning author Doris Kearns Goodwin, who's a terrific speaker. I've had the chance to see her a couple of times. Her last book, The Bully Pulpit, which was on Theodore Roosevelt, Taft, and the Golden Age of Journalism, won the ALA's 2014 Carnegie Medal for Excellence in Nonfiction. And she has a new book coming out this fall from Simon & Schuster. It's called Leadership in Turbulent Times. That's set for, I think, November of this year. So it might have been fun to have her interview Michelle Obama, come to think of it. ALA is also 
also featuring a local author on the program this year, uh, sort of in honor of the host city. And that author is Robert Feisler, who's the author of a book called Tinderbox, which is the untold story of the upstairs lounge fire and the rise of gay liberation. That's published this month by Norton, I believe. And in the book, Feisler reconstructs the 1973 arson that devastated New Orleans' subterranean gay community. And that was the largest mass murder of gays in the U.S. until the Pulse tragedy in 2016. And P.W. gave the book a glowing review. So I'm really looking forward to his talk as well. Uh, There's a couple of award-winning actors on the schedule this year, including Sally Field, whose memoir In Pieces is going to be published by Achette, and Viola Davis, who will keynote the closing general session this year, and will discuss her new children's book. And one of the things I'm really looking forward to this year is a main stage appearance by Librarian of Congress Carla Hayden and National Archivist David Ferriero, who is going to discuss the importance of collecting physical information in the, in the digital age. And, you know, this week we learned that President Trump is kind of making the job of the archivist very difficult this year because apparently he tears documents up after he sees them, even though he's required by law to save them. And apparently there's a team at the National Archives, uh, this according to a report in Politico, whose job it is to collect these pieces and tape them back together for preservation. So in this crazy digital age, I'm really looking forward to hearing these two heavy hitters talk about national information policies and preservation strategies. So really should be a great session. A couple of other things on the program in general. One is that this conference is sort of the beginning in earnest of ALA's attempt to better manage its show. You know, all the panels and programs this year in New Orleans are going to be in the convention center. So there's going to be no more sprinting around to various hotels uh, back and forth for certain programs. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see how that works. I think people are going to really like it. The fact that they don't have to try to jump a cab to get to a session across town and then try to get back. And this year's show is also part of an effort by ALA leaders to seek more input into how to make their association stronger. You know, ALA has been gathering a lot of input from members over the last year. And while the organization has been effective in many ways, the question is how it can bring in new, younger, more engaged members and be more welcoming to new ideas. And this is really important stuff because in these challenging times, librarians, I think, need a strong national association. Now, it is strong now. I say ALA has done some outstanding work, especially on the legislative front. But if it doesn't grow and if it doesn't evolve, that could spell trouble to the future. So I'm going to give it some kudos here to ALA leadership for taking on the hard work of looking inward. Uh, and I would also urge listeners to scan this issue of PW and look at contributor Brian Kenny's list of panel picks, because it's a great list of the issues that are affecting libraries today. And, and you know, not just libraries, really, but all of us, the public, publishers, writers, readers. You know, if there's one thing about the library community, it's that their very nature keeps them plugged into the public. And a quick scan of the program is laid out by Brian Kenny in pretty entertaining fashion, I have to say, I think really highlights the trends and issues that are simmering in our community. So I've always said that the library beat is where all the action is, because all of the issues that face publishing, all of the issues that face us as a culture, they're on display in what's going on in public libraries. So if you get a chance, check out that feature by Brian Kenny. And if you're in New Orleans, stop by the PW booth and say hello. So when you are in New Orleans uh, for ALA, Andrew, I hope you can enjoy some simmered jambalaya along with those simmering issues. Just try not to get too simmered yourself. The weather can be a bear there in June. I'll do my best. I'm, I'm No promises. I think we're going to be sweating a lot and probably having a cocktail or two. <laughs> All right. Andrew Albany's Publishers Weekly Senior Writer. Thanks for joining me today and every Friday on CCC's Beyond the Book. My pleasure, as always. At Book Expo last month, a panel discussion on the content liberation movement. 
identified the digital transformation accelerators that help editors and executives bring down the walls blocking off content. Featured guest Renee Swank, my copyright clearance and a colleague, noted that print remains a force to reckon with work with a lot of publishers and it's it's really burdened by the the old ways of, of continuing to publish in a very print-based workflow um, you know just still creating print first you know focused on print first um, review processes and content creation process thinking about their content very linearly in in creating you know front to back books and and I think that gets in the way of, of being able to um, open and liberate your content Um, to that kind of capability where you contextualize your content, where you can allow people to search in different ways. Instead of creating a front-to-back book, um, front-to-back, you know, uh, set of content that's really about a particular product, it's, it's more creating more granular pieces of content that can be mixed and matched and enriched that devices... Um, whether that might be a web platform or a mobile device, can explore that content in new ways. The content liberation movement, next on Beyond the Book. Beyond the Book is produced by Copyright Clearance Center, a global leader in content management, discovery, and document delivery solutions. Through its relationships with those who use and create content, CCC and its subsidiaries Rights Direct and Ixis drive market-based solutions that accelerate knowledge, power publishing, and advance copyright. Beyond the Book, co-producer and recording engineer is Jeremy Brisky of Burst Marketing. I'm Christopher Keneally. Join us again soon on Beyond the Book.